Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Pollyanna Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to do a bit of a review. We're going to review the guests that we've had on so far up to this point and talk about the takeaways that we got individually from each of those guests that we've had talk to us and to you. Our very first guest some time back now was John Eddy. And John talked to us about culture and organisational needs in terms of mentoring. And for me, the takeaway, the best takeaway was about being responsible as an employer in being honest with people that you are recruiting to the organisation, about the organisation. Don't paint the rosy picture and then have them find that it's not quite what they were expecting because you only then have to deal with their disappointment. You have changed their expectations. So that for me that was the greatest takeaway. And I did like his definitions of the difference between mentoring and coaching. And I think that's where we first started asking the question of all our other guests of what they thought the differences were. And we certainly had some different definitions over the time. The other bit that John covered was about mentoring for the organisation and he talked about having internal mentors and bringing external mentors. He felt that in his experience, in his past experience, that bringing, um, they both got a place in, in an organisation, most definitely a good investment in, and it has proven retention in the end. Training your people, sending them to a classroom or doing a certificate is one, but this is a personal investment into the person. It's about the person and it's private between the mentor and the mentee. According to John, their results have uh, spoke for themselves, not just in Australia but in other countries as well. He did have some very interesting statistics that he shared with us during that talk. Our next talk was with Nick Plummer. Now, Nick's business is about outplacement of senior executives and I think for me, he gave me an insight into the more personal side of things, the, the, the things that he has seen in his experience that are difficult for people, most simply that the way that people who have been retrenched explain that to their neighbours, to their family, and what that explanation and the way that explanation is done, how that affects their acceptance of the situation and what they move on to do after that. It also highlighted the importance in Nick's experience is that senior executives have been involved in retrenchment, but when it came to them personally, again, other than that, maybe a little bit of pride and stigma in their mind, how to deal with that, but also how to... They're used to people coming to them, to asking them to help or to ask for jobs, etc. But they haven't themselves been out there asking for help and they're very uncomfortable and inexperienced in going out and saying, look, here's where I'm at, this is what I'm looking for, and using their network. He was very good in helping them navigate through that and opening their minds to saying it's okay to do so. It's also interesting to hear how some people needed a base to come to. They needed to still be in that routine of going into, in inverted commas, the office, whether it was the base that he offered within the city environment or whether they set up an office in their, their home area that then became the place that they went to to do whatever it was that they were going to do. 
and have the support that goes with that. Like they had someone answering the phone, the phone went to voicemail, it was very professionally done, somebody at the front desk, if they're meeting with someone, etc. which is, again, keeping them into the professional mode that they used to. He also, I think, spoke very clearly about the relative values of staying with an organisation when you have been replaced uh, in that transition period and, and what the uh, pros and cons are of that situation. Our next guest was Dennis Gamby. Dennis talked to us about what he sees as the qualities that business leaders should possess. And I think he talked quite eloquently about the need for certain types of skills that are required regardless of what sort of a team you're leading or where you are in an organisation. He talked to about his approach in going into organisations and how he, what time he takes to get to know the team or get to know the organisation before he starts to decide that he's going to make an impact with things, with skills or knowledge that he's got. He shared with us his experience in adapting between organisations as well in so much as, again, back relating to people and leadership. It is a different organisation. The people are different, but there's some similarities in behaviour, but you can't assume, assume that, that you have to get to know these people because they are individuals and they behave and their needs are different. And he took the trouble to do that, which paid off. Our next guests were a couple who are elite athletes, uh, Josh and Crystal Hockley. And just as an update, I will tell you now that Crystal has qualified for the World Championships in Hawaii in 2017. Josh is still to qualify, but he's got two more races where he can do that. So he's quite confident that she won't be going on the trip alone. Josh and and Crystal were interesting because they're, in a, a business sense, they're not in the the standard role of of business leaders, but they are elite in what they do. And so it requires some very similar sorts of skills and qualities as we've been looking at for senior executives. Now, they need to manage their time. They have uh, businesses and jobs that need to be addressed as well as the quite heavy training requirements that that come with triathlon, elite triathlon. They talked about managing their time, about dealing with disappointment, dealing with injury, dealing with things that are outside their control. And they also talked about taking a break because they're both fairly intense and committed individuals and it's very difficult for either of them to stop. And they talked quite quite cleverly about how sometimes when injury happens that the break is forced upon you and how you deal with that mentally to be able to get back into the sport at the level that you were before. The other interesting thing with Josh and Crystal was the fact that that could be any of us. You, you sort of, your hobby, and this is a very serious hobby, it's real competition, you're working and playing together, if you know what I mean, and that can be a challenge. So... Also being at a different stage to the other person. So a person is in peak, really focused because they got a competition next week, but you haven't. 
And this was really interesting because that's really valuable information for us to learn from. You could be both in the corporate world in two different companies, but going through that, you've just gone on to a very stressful time where there's restructuring, whatever, in your organization and your partner has just came off one. <laughs> and how to deal with that. So we learned a lot from how to deal with each other through this couple. Our next guest was Matt Weinberg. Matt? was an interesting story coming from an apprenticeship right through now to studying his MBA. He talked to us about how to, from a very young age, he was attracted by a hobby which is flying and how he ended up making a career in aviation and now he's talking about changing his career direction and that's why doing the MBA. He also talked about knowledge management and about the importance of knowledge management subsequent to this we got a lot of interest in, in knowledge management and all different facets knowledge of it transfer. And, and knowledge transfer and how critical it is to pass information on he talked in the sense of if you doing the mechanics on a, on a plane how important you have to pass that information on to what stage what you worked on what part you're working on what you're waiting how critical it is to transfer that knowledge you can't just leave it to chance the consequences are far too great. The next guest we had was David Skillen. David talked to us at length, in fact there's three podcasts from David, about culture in an organisation. And I think that whilst we did talk about culture in organisations, we also talked about a whole lot of other things as well, uh, about adapting to organisational culture or adapting the culture itself. For me, I think the, the combination of, of his experience and the insights he gave us into whether you can adapt or, and in fact, whether you can actually improve the culture of an organisation by improving your own approach was reassuring. It seemed to me that he had some very practical examples and some suggestions and some experience that showed that it can happen. It's also highlighted how... You might be in a different country, not just organisation culture, but we're talking about culture as in the country culture sense mm. and how the same still applies. You've got to understand, respect the local culture at the same time to say, yes, but our company's culture has signed up to wanting to do it this way, this is how our image, etc. And how to get people excited, committed and feeling it and living it with you. So then we had Jamie Wadley as a guest. Jamie talked to us about marketing and entrepreneurship and approaching business in, from different angles. I think for me the, the greatest takeaway was to not limit yourself to what has been done in the past or what has been done in this industry, but to look more broadly at other industries to always be thirsty for knowledge, to take on knowledge regardless of where it comes from and to store all that knowledge and to use it when and to call on it when you need to. Not just, But I think predominantly not to be restricted by the industry you're in or the job you're in or the culture of the organisation. In addition, sorry, to all of that, what I got out of it too was the constant innovative way of behaving and thinking with Jamie. He's always looking for 
a different way, but not just to satisfy his innovative curiosity, but to address a person's need or an organization need in a very innovative and personal way. So it's very much targeted for that business in a way, even if he's done it so many other ways for other clients, he, he doesn't think about that. He thinks about this client here and now and how I can get them the best and most unique outcome that will help them and their business. And when he talked about those things, he talked as a true partner. He did not talk about them as clients and the bill payers. He talked about them as we, and we do business together. He was part of that business. It's their success. He says their success and my success are one. The other thing is, in a way, and, and please listen to him because it's not. I'm not going to do it justice, but... He's talking about choosing who you do business with. And that wasn't in any way arrogant. It was very realistic and very refreshing in that, say, in business as an entrepreneur, in, in my world, in my size, I can choose that. I do not have to be a slave to a place that says, oh, just give me more of that, just whatever is being done there, repeat it again. That's not how I choose my clients. There's other people that like to work that way. For me, I like the talent approach, uh, approach the innovative approach, and, and applying entrepreneurial way to it. Yeah, and within that, within the, the entrepreneur framework, you also talked about what it's like to work on your own uh, rather yes. than have it come from, from corporate experience as well, but to, to work on your own and the discipline that you have to have and the discipline that he uses, and, and, and it's about having that workspace and that workspace being the office and so dressing for the yes. workspace, regardless of whether it's down the hall or not, and being strict about your time and your time management and doing the things that you don't like to do as much as the things that you love doing. Next, we talk to Anna Mazzion. Anna talked to us in two parts. She talked to us about marketing in the corporate world and she talked to us about some public speaking as well because she's very well-versed in the Toastmasters method of public speaking. From Anna, I think on the marketing side of things, I was most interested in what she saw as coming in the future, the future of marketing in a corporate sense. Uh, She talked about it being much more automated and customer or individually customer focused. So the automation was not just blanket automation, but was niching the customer needs or the customer responses to the type of marketing that they would get. So being very much more targeted marketing than might have been done in the past. And on the public speaking side of things, she and I agreed on everything, so it was fine. <laughs> I just thought it was a lovely talk. <laughs> she just reinforced all of the things that I like to teach myself. I also like Anna's journey and her career journey today where she liked the idea of marketing. She was already in the workforce and she decided that's what I want to do and despite the fact she had a full-time job, a family, etc., she got her degree, she got into it, she got to the top of the marketing where she's director of marketing for more than one organisation. And at the same time, she's doing the Toastmasters, as Kim said. And in addition to that, now she's got her own consultancy and she's running both part of the business. Again, that's really refreshing is that you can do it and you can have it all. <laughs> And her most recent guest was Libby Peace. Libby is in the workplace health and safety field. I think 
for me it was a lovely journey to remember my time in that field which is some 20 years ago now so things have changed but some things have stayed the same it was interesting to hear from Libby the changes in the legislation and the changes in approaches from organisations to the idea of workplace health and safety far more supportive and responsible in that area than, than my experience was 20 years ago so that was a a good thing to hear. She was someone who loves what she does and that yes. came across in everything that she talked about despite the, the pressure and the stresses and the, the some of the quite distressing situations that, that that field will put you into. She still came across as, as being in love with it as much as she was when she first started. That is very true. And it's the way, not just she came across, that's the way she behaves. She also, I liked how she, through that experience, she worked in big corporate finance institutions as well as in mining. She worked in, in the part where you do the legislation, not just implement it. And she's always um, looked out for and headhunted. And that doesn't seem to, in, in any way, spoil, <laughs> spoil her and give her a big head. She just says that, oh, it's just they need something done and we'll just get it done and we'll get it right. And after all, it's people that we're trying to keep safe. And that's been her theme all through. But uh, seriously, some of the examples she used there... I'm sure a lot of us can relate to at least one or two of them. Mm. Well, that's the, the journey we've had so far with our guests. We've enjoyed each of them for different reasons and their podcasts will be attached to this post so that you can look at or listen to, rather, mm-hmm. any of the other ones that, that seem to have interested you. We do have quite a list of guests that are coming on in the next little while. So every now and then we'll do a review so that you can If you miss a podcast, you can just look at these reviews and see which ones, which guests particularly would interest you in terms of their viewpoint. Having guests is a good way for us to stay friends because otherwise, as you know, if you you listen to some of the podcasts, we do have different views on on some of these topics. No. (laughs) We do. And and sometimes I even get the opportunity to express my view without interruption. (laughs) Oh, I try to keep it to a minimum. We know that you you also have been enjoying having the guests, so if you've got a suggestion, please let us know of someone or some topic and we'll find a guest that can talk to us about that. But for now, I'm Kim Marley. She's Brianna Osborne and this is Inside Exec.